Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, this is your official Leguizamo spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Playing With Fire, the John Cena 2019 classic, uh, don't listen to this podcast if you're not wanting the spoils on that film because we'll be spoiling every single bit of that movie and I don't want to disappoint you. It's important to me that um, I make you happy. So thanks. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got one leg and a pocket of ticket. Can I play a little cornstarch? I'm my Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where two people watch or play or do everything featuring John, the, the character actor or underrated lead actor, John Leguizamo, um, and then talk about it once a week. We should read his comic books. I really, really want to. We get a yeah. lot of DMs about those, yeah. actually. Uh, my name is Zachary Wayne. I'm one of the two people watching everything starring John Leguizamo. Um, you might recognize me from. I don't know. Okay. I'm joined as always by Mish Wittrup, who you might know from. Oh. <laughs> so, Mish, um, how are you? I don't know how much I should admit the real, because we banked a couple of potties before. Yeah, we were banking. So I don't know how much we should place this in time, but by me having said this, I feel like I should just say it. Mm. Um, even though this is coming out like a mere week after maybe uh, our podcast with Ben Russell or mm. uh, whatever, I should say that, that that last week's podcast, unless we finally got around to doing an Encanto podcast, yeah. uh, last week's podcast was done at the comedy, uh, the comedy was Republic. W- Republic. Um, that was one of the ones we'd sort of um, done in advance uh, before our little break. We had a little holiday. Mm-hmm. Now we've had a little holiday and we're back. So even though right now you're listening to this in February. Even though there hasn't been a break, in fact, we had our break in your mind with the mini episodes in January. Mm. We are, in fact, for you, the listener, to understand, we are, in fact, back from a little break. It's the magic of the podcast, isn't it? Because Mm -hmm. you might be thinking, those mini episodes, they were ages ago. Honey, only one of them's been released at the point of recording this. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? So we're back. It's mid-Jan. Yeah. But you, right now, listening, it's maybe early to mid-Feb. I think it's like mid-Feb. Maybe even late Feb. Maybe. Possibly. Let us know. Hashtag mid-Feb or hashtag late-Feb. Late-Feb. Hashtag mid or late-Feb. Yeah. Hashtag 
It's out now, guys. Yeah. Because we'll be able to look at the date. So you just say, hashtag, mm. Mish, you could tell me. Yeah. Well, in fact, I can't, I'm not going to say what it is, but potentially we could be talking about something that's already happened in Feb for you and me. But uh, we yeah. haven't even come close to doing that yet. To locking in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very Omicron dependent. Yeah. Um, Omicron so, might not even be a thing when this comes you out. You might be listening to this and be like, oh, I remember Omicron. Yeah. ScoMo dealt with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might be sitting there in your bath full of rapid antigen tests going, what's the problem? Just take an ant- just take a rapid antigen test. Do you know, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we could go down a very funny, very <laughs> fun like very on topic riff yeah. that literally by February people are like we're fine for antigen tests now yeah. or you're talking about Omicron. Mm. Don't you know it's all about yeah uh, alpha, beta, um, Omicron, uh, what? Uh, Megatron? <laughs> what is it? It goes alpha, beta, delta, Omicron. Excuse me a moment. Are you looking it up? I'm just going to look up. Um, what do you think? When, oh, no, I can't say that. What do you reckon? Nah, we'd cut it if I said it. Well, oh, yeah. what, what, oh, is it rude? It wasn't rude. I just realized that it might hit a bit home and it's insensitive. You guys will never know what it is that I'm talking wow. about. Wow. It's a beautiful thing when a podcaster starts to self um, self edit. Yeah. Um, it's something that, you it's know, it's less beautiful when that podcaster said self edits out loud. <laughs> oh, it's the, it's, it's the first stage of self editing. Mm. Yeah. I, I, you know, you can trace it. I've been on this journey with the Auntie Donna podcast It's another podcast I do. And, um, and I, we used to beep out so many names of people from university in the first few. Yeah. And then we started self because what you realize it's not, it's not that you don't self edit for any reason, like any, like, um, you don't start self editing for the art. You don't start self editing because you think we're better to keep the flow going. You don't self start, start self editing for the ethics. You start self editing or I at least started mm. self editing because I couldn't be fucked taking timestamps and listening back. Yeah. Oh, I get that. There is nothing more exhausting than thinking, oh, wouldn't it be hilarious if I mentioned Mm. someone we knew from uni and dragged them, their name through the mud. And then, and then a week later, just been like, Oh yeah, no, I get that. I think more so like we get Tom to do some pretty fucked up stuff at the end of each episode of our podcast. Mm. That's very annoying. Mm. Um, like we've made him write songs and the last thing I want to do is for him to have to feel like he has to edit something as well mm. out of the middle of our podcast. That would mm. just be annoying. Cause keep in mind, Tom, who is our incredible editor, like he edits all of our podcasts. He does all the sound created the theme music. He is one of the four people that listen to every episode of our podcast. Mm. Um, so I would hate for him to have to listen to a whole episode, go back, edit it, and then re-listen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. So, Tom, it's... this one, this is big shout-out to you, Tom. Big shout-out um, to you, Tom. Love you. And if you love me back, I'd like you to insert right now you telling me that you love me too. Love you too, Mishy. I love that, Tom. Yeah. Um, to- uh, and if you could cut, Tom... No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> imagine if I just started. What comes after Omicron? Uh, well, but here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so it looks like pi p or pi p pi or pro or sigma, but I don't know sigma. Like, oh, I hope it's called sigma. So so delta, but was there an epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, kappa? Maybe all those ones happened, but they weren't that big of a threat or something. Because I never we heard went of from the delta iota. to omicron. Omicron's a cool name for a virus. Like, it's the coolest name. It's the coolest of all of them. Although a Sigma. That's what I'm going to go down. Sigma sounds like an Ethan Hawke film. Yeah. If I'm going to go down, I want to go down because of Upsilon. Isn't it going to be so interesting if one of these has come out in Feb? Mm, This is what, what Mm. you know, and people will be like, Omicron, (laughs) you thought that was bad. Wait for Chi. (laughs) Chi. Chi. That'll be a mild uh, mutation, surely. Anyway, have you been well? <laughs> um, well, uh, as of recording, yeah. I don't have COVID. No, same. Well, I don't think I have COVID. It's hard to get a rapid antigen <laughs> test right now. <laughs> this is true. It's quite um, difficult. If all of you remember how difficult it was back then, we're there right now and it's annoying. Um, how are you? Are you well? I'm doing really well. I am. Yeah. I'm doing really well, particularly because I went to um, the servo before I came here. Beautiful. And to get some petrol put in my car. Perfect. And you remember toffee apples? Mm-hmm. Not the apples covered in toffee, but those little bars that kind <sighs> of, you know, they yeah. were like, yeah, they were like you'd buy them for like 20 That's cents. That's a summer treat if ever I did hear one. Yeah, they had them at the servo. And I hate, I had one. That's fantastic. Yeah. I uh, I um, went back to my like family uh, where I would always go on family holidays as mm. a kid. I went back there and and um, bakery pies and like yeah. and golden gay times. Those are the two sort of vanilla slice. Oh, a vanilla slice. Do you prefer a vanilla slice on a biscuit base or on like a pastry base? Probably a pastry base. If I'm going to be honest with you, I think. Vanilla slice rarely has a good... It's often very gloopy. Oh, I'm rarely not a fan. Rarely is it great. I'm not a fan. And taking out of account, obviously, that I don't eat dairy, but when I did eat dairy, mm. you best believe this body had a few vanilla slices in her time. Mm. Um, and I never loved it. Do yeah. you know what the best... The best thing to get from a shitty bakery or a country bakery or one of those standard bakeries that sells all the same things that other bakeries sell but that with their own special twist... Mm. My favourite, controversial, fruit mm-hmm. flan. Which one's that? A little custard tart with fruit on top. With the glaze yeah. on top. That was the best thing you can get from bakery. And I found a bakery that does vegan ones and I, it, it was a very happy day for me. Are they but not fr- vegan? No, oh, custard's got cu- egg. And, oh, do they have a custard underneath? Yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah. Do you know my favourite? Guess. Really? Nah, that's too hard, isn't it? Is it is it one I would be able to guess? I think so. Um, maybe with like a twenty questions type scenario. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I think sure. Why well, not? I've already told you mine, so. Do you want me to just tell you? No, okay. I want to. I want you to. I want to guess. Okay. Is it sweet? What if I give you a hint? But All like right, a no, riddle. No, no. This like is what riddle. I want. Oh, okay. I want. Okay. I want. Th- I want three hints. Okay. One can be in the form of a riddle. Okay. And then I get three guesses. Um, Do we agree on this? Uh, yeah, but I want all three to be in one riddle. All right. Like, like, so I've got to think about this. Okay. Um, 
this is a really good time for me to put the ad in. Okay. For the... Um, yeah, before the 15-minute mark. Yeah, so we're going to insert an ad here. Well, unlikely there will be an ad. If, if there's an ad and we come back, it's a good, it's a good day for Mission Zach. Yeah. If not, we'll just keep on going and you know that we're not making any money from you today. <laughs> yeah, but if you do hear an ad, best believe Tom's getting paid. Tom's getting so Tom, paid. Oh, no, Tom can't. He can't insert something because he doesn't know if an ad's going to be there. No. Tom, Tom, if you could, could you just insert you saying right now, I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid. That's a lot. You've asked Tom to do Two a things. Lot. I've asked him to do two things. Two things. That's fair. I am getting paid. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. Wow. Should I, can we use this opportunity? No, I don't think I should write it. I think I should just rip it out. Okay. So, um, uh, play along at home, by the way. All right. From sour and crisp in its original form to soft and sweet. Uh, um, oh, this is good because I've already got, I've got three in my head. Okay. All so right. the next two. All right. From sour and crisp in its original form to soft and sweet. Uh, uh, and then adorned. Yep. Yep. Still crispy, it's true. <laughs> if not for the goo. Uh, if not for the goo, but what <laughs> once was a crisp is now that goo. Okay, that's the same clue, but I'm... G- but no, this, this, no, it's not. Because you said it's adorned. So, this is... So, the, I- uh, there's one more clue. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's one more clue. So, from crispy and, from, uh, from sa- from crispy and sour... To soft, uh, to, is that something like that? From crispy, from sour, it's, it's original form. Is original form to soft and sweet, but adorned. adorned. The adornment here it is. Yeah. The adornment is crispy, but not that which was once soft. Yeah. Um. And as for sweetness, yeah, it does sit atop. Yeah, it's an <laughs> apple pie. Oh. Apple cake, apple cake, apple cake. What do you mean by apple cake? Like that has a little white fucking f- shit on the top, the white icing on the top. I'd call that an apple turnover. No, no a turnover is tur- bitch. Powder. A turnover is more like a puff pastry. Yeah, you're right. And then you can put cream in it and stuff. But I'm talking about exactly, you're exactly right. Because the a little, turnover does not have icing. The little apple cake, I would say it's called. Yeah, but you've got to write, if you're Googling it, apple cake bakery, because pastry. usually an apple cake would look like a little tea cake. Um, well, whatever it's called, you've absolutely nailed it. Mm. My hints are too obvious. And often but I the think pastry isn't that sweet. No, no, it's really on that icing, but mm. I love that icing. Mm. I love it. It's just I pure love it. sugar. It's, it's uh, literally, it's icing, sugar, and water. Mm, I love an icing. Hey, this has been such a wonderful little repartee back and forth. Um, mm. Did you have fun with it? Yeah, that was. A, I love a riddle. Do you want? Do you want me to give you a riddle? Yeah, I would love a okay. riddle. Okay. I think I've probably told you this one, but okay. There's two in every room and one in every corner. What is it? There's two in every room and one in every corner. What is it? Two in every room and one in every corner. It's not a corner. It's not a wall. Um, t- 
two in every room and one in every corner. Oh, once you get it, you're going to be like, ah. And there are listeners right now listening that probably got it straight away. And even if they didn't, they're going to, they're 100% going to mess going, I got it straight away. What if the room is not square, if it's like hexagonal? Doesn't matter. There's still two in every room and one in every corner. Every single one. Every room has two and one in a corner. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look, I'm going to have to pass. Really? What? What? Could I keep guessing? I feel like it'll be boring. I, I really can't think of what Do you want it'll... me to just tell you? Yeah. Oh, why don't I tell you at the end? Of the whole podcast? Yeah. That's a good way to get listener retention up. <laughs> <laughs> People would have Googled it by now anyway. There's two in... Yeah, I love that idea. We're going to forget to do it. It'll be like we'll have Sam Peterson on as a guest and he'll be like, now, Mish, you were going to give us... <laughs> <laughs> we need Sammy more. I think that 50% of our guests become hosts. Mm. That's what I've realised, and that's a bad sign. What do you mean? 50% of our guests, they end up just being like, okay, and you were saying, Mish? The best best examples of that are people like the Sammy P's and the Nick Masons who... About fifteen minutes into our podcast, are just like, oh, they need help. They need. To, they need. <laughs> they help. need. They act. They need help. They need help. Jess Perkins was the same. Oh, oh. Mishwitrup is you. Michelle yeah. Brazier is a bit of that. She'll often be like, and guys, what will we say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need these friends. Two Hamishes. Uh, we need our Hamishes. We need two Hamishes in need of an Andy. I love that. Um, oh, also, I feel like I can talk about this now because we teased it in previous episodes and also laughed about how it might not happen. But I've paid for registration, so it has to happen. And you've announced I've it. announced I have a poster. Yeah. Um, I've got a comedy festival show coming out, which is very exciting. That is very – that's hugely exciting. And for anyone who was listening previously and we would bring it up previously and we'd both kind of laugh about how it might not happen at this point where we are – Omicron dependent. Omicron dependent or, or Sigma dependent. Upsilon dependent. Yeah, Upsilon dependent. Hey guys, due to the recent Upsilon surge, <laughs> I'm going to be taking my one woman show online. online. That's right. Join me on Zoom for one night oh only. God. Um, As we all fucking sit in an office chair and pretend it's like going to the theatre. But just, I wanted for the very few people that we have that just purely listen to this podcast, we're like, well, I wonder if she's still got a show happening. She do. It's happening. She do. At this point, it's happening. We'll promote this show. Yeah. I'm not very good at doing it, but we will. You got to learn if you're going to have a show on. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) But this is promoting it. This is good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Who's directing it, Mish? My friend Zachary Ruane is directing it. So if you're a fan of us Mm. and you don't come to this show, you're not a real fan. You're. Yeah, you're not a real fan. You were going to say the C word. I was going to say the C word. You were going to drop the C bomb on him. I was going to say the C word, but you're not a C word. You just And you are a real fan. There's so many reasons why you wouldn't come, but I think you should come along. I think it's going to be a great show. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to get my directing chops up and... I wouldn't have said yes if I didn't think Michelle was a great writer. Oh, stop it, Zach. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, speaking of good writing, do you want to hear the blurb I wrote for playing with fire I would in, love... in 65 seconds when I sat down and went, oh, fuck, I forgot to do the blurb? I would love nothing more than to talk about playing with fire, open bracket, 2019, close bracket. All right. Well, I think it's time, okay. which is, by the way, the movie that we're discussing today. I've got a fun fact about playing with fire that I The actual playing with fire? Or the movie? The movie that we... Oh, I thought you meant like a fun watched. fact about handling flames. <laughs> no, nothing there. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so I'll do the blurb. Please. Playing With Fire is a 2019 family comedy directed by Andy Fickman of Mall Cop 2 fame. So far, so good. Yeah. It follows the story of John Cena and his arm veins as they fight fire <laughs> and work their way into our horny little hearts. Jake Carson, Cena, is... A superintendent of a group of smoke fighters in California. Not firefighters, smoke fighters. Weren't they jumpers? Smoke Smoke jumpers. jumpers. Yeah. Uh, When three kids come into their life, come into his life unexpectedly, when he saves them from a fire, we are met with some very funny scenarios and ultimately a very unrealistic adoption. There's a dog in this movie, and to be honest, once I saw the dog for the first time, everything else became very blurry, and I became completely deaf to anything happening in the film. Mm. It's a really cute dog. One of the cutest film dogs I've seen. It's a big, like... A big, 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 oh, big jowls. Leguizamo plays Rodrigo Torres, one of the mm. smoke jumpers that works alongside Cena's bulging upper body. He does some funny dances and has a couple of really endearing scenes with some of the kiddies. He's too goofy for Daddy Guazamo, but a very solid, very cute Dad Guazamo for sure. Mm. Yeah, great. Yeah. Great cast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Look, I have not seen much with John Cena, but I see why he's so likable. He's very likable. Very likable. They, like, there's a scene with him in the shower after one of the kids does a poo and he's like, yucky, and he has to go and wash himself. He's huge. Yeah, like he's he's like he's really interesting because I feel like he's like big. Every part of him is like equally big. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like most bodybuilders there's like a degree of like um I don't want to body shame John Cena. So I'm not body, I'm just saying he's huge. But like I feel like every part of him is at maximum big. Like most bodybuilders, like the waist is like a little, like, and then, you know, it's not so much, whereas he's just like, um, it's like every part of him is negotiating for available space. Yes. No, that's so, yes. Like, it's like the bicep isn't just a bicep. The bicep is taking up every part of it. Yeah. And it's a part of his back muscle that hasn't been able to fit into his back anymore. So it's trying to squish through to his arms. It's a hundred percent. But like you take someone like the rock, right? Who was a wrestler. Cause John Cena was a wrestler, right? Mm. Yeah. The rock has a softness to him. Even when he was a wrestler, Mm. there was an element of like softness to him. Yeah. John Cena looks like skin on concrete. Like, Mm. A layer of skin has been stretched around like a sausage. John Cena <laughs> looks like a sausage. I don't think there's much. Like, I don't think 
I don't know anything about steroids. Anything. Yeah. Right? Anything at all about who what, who is natural, who isn't. I've been told by people that work out that, like, if someone's over 50 and still, like, mm. growing muscle, they're on steroids, yeah. right? That's about all I know. I do not know the specifics. I can tell you without a doubt that John Cena takes something. Are you sure? That's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> It's not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, sorry, in my opinion, mm. with no knowledge, but he's just so big. He's so big. And he's so big in such an interesting way. Like, but he's always been that big. And that's the one thing that says, yes. they say it's like steroids are more if they keep growing. He's always been, he's been that big yeah. since he was like 20. I've seen photos. I've, I've never seen anyone whose neck is thicker than their head. His hands are massive, huge. He holds an iPhone at one point and it looks like the original iPhone, but like that's not an original. He's huge. He's huge. Big fingernails. His fingernails are huge. Everything's wide and thick and big. He's so big. He reminds me. Do you know what I think it is? Mm -hmm. I think another way to it. I think you've nailed it on the, like that it's completely, there's zero fat and the muscle Mm is not like muscle. The muscle is like concrete. Yes. And the skin is like taut. Yes. But the other way I'll go is, you know how you can make a watermelon a different shape by putting it yes. in a perspex shape? Yes. It's like he had the, the John Cena shape put on and he grew his muscles yes. in one of them. That's exactly what it's <laughs> he like. He grew it and then he kept growing and then it squished into this yeah. hard but yet at the singular same, form. At the know? same token, he's quite nimble. He doesn't seem uncomfortable in that body. No. And maybe that's because he was a wrestler. He's very mm. fit. He's an active man. But yeah. I I don't know. I'm just saying I think that he's a big boy. And I'm not in any way at all body shaming him because I would fuck. Would you? Would you fuck John Cena? I don't. I'd be very. No. Okay. I've never fucked somebody as big as John Cena because that person doesn't I, exist. I think very few people. I think no. people that have fucked John Cena, Cena have the fucked only someone. One, yeah. And I, I'm going to... Here's the scoop, Zach. Mm-hmm. I've never fucked John Cena. I have. Okay. Okay. Um, well, lucky you. Um, I think it would be interesting too because I've been a big girl since childhood, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it would be like to be thrown around properly during sex. This is very personal. It's uh, like you have dived straight. But I get it. He is wrestles. Is inappropriate? I don't care. <laughs> I don't. That was one of those moments where I was any like, does anyone of- listen to this? Do you think anyone listened to this and likes me less now after I've just said if that? If they do, whatever. I don't think people <laughs> listen to this thinking it's PG. Like, I think we're good. We okay. put an explicit on it, don't we? Yeah. We're I'm just fine. saying that sex with John Cena, I could imagine, would be much like what for, would be for me, like what sex with just very strong men is for a lot of people who are under a size well, 14. Well, like, like, like it's yeah. like he is, that's the five, that's foot, the, yes. five foot 45 yes. kilo tiny person. Yes. Because this is a man that is huge. <laughs> huge. His forearms huge, right? are huge. He's a bodybuilder yes. size, right? But he's a, he's a wrestler. Yes. Mish, it's okay. What? You didn't overshare. I think it was a wonderful observation. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I think this guy is huge, but he can do flips. He can pick people up. He's wrestled yeah. people the same size as him. He's lifted people up. You're absolutely right. I think it's a, a wonderful observation. Oh, thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I think he's. I, I I think he's just a very big man. Do you know that he has four brothers? He's one of five boys. No, Matt I didn't Cena, know. That. Sean Cena, Steve Cena, and Dan Cena, and they're all wrestlers. Are they? Well, Matt Cena is. And let's have a look at Sean. They probably are. I mean, they Sean Cena come from is a family of wrestlers. Yeah, that's amazing. Are oh no, Steve Cena is not. Well, certainly doesn't oh. look like he is. Anyway, whatever. He's hey, got that was a great five, story. Five boys. Do you want to hear my fun fact about playing with fire? So much. It was moved up in its release schedule in order to give Sonic the Hedgehog more time to get the design right when the internet like cried about Sonic the Hedgehog looking funny. Really? Yeah. So when Sonic How the did you he- know that? Did you look it up? Yeah, I was just reading about it on Wikipedia. I was trying to make sense of it. I was like, I I because this isn't a movie for us. That's fair to say. <laughs> this one's not for us. For Maybe you and is. me. Oh, for you and me. I don't have kids. Yeah, it's a movie for kids. Like, will, it's a family movie. You know, no, but even yeah, the family, like, just because you have kids doesn't mean you lose t- your taste. Like, wait, <laughs> that, and that's not a particularly. I'm, I'm, now, no, 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 wait, wait. What I mean by that is, is that there are family movies that are built for adults and children. Yeah. The Muppets is a very good example of the that. Muppets, um, uh, the the really good Pixar's, the Pixar's, the, the really good Pixar's, up, yeah, up to up to like you know the Ratatouille, yes, era, you know the good Pixar's. Even if you watch some of the old Disney films, there are jokes in there that are for adults, and there are things for adults. You know what I mean? But not even that, just like good storytelling, compelling characters. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely, like some of my favorite movie, Lion King, still is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like a- a- absolutely, there are children's movies, family movies. I sometimes think a good family. Sometimes family movies are more transcendent and more wonderful because they're not burdened by this need to be interesting or complex enough for adults. When a, mm-hmm. when a film can be simple and tell a simple story, it can then transcend in other ways. That's why I think Pixar is so beautiful. They have these really conventional three-act structures and mm. then they're beautiful in their telling. Yeah. I think, and that's rare. Inside adult out films can't really those, do like- that. Yeah, Inside uh, Out. Soul, is, I think, is beautiful. I still haven't seen Soul. Oh, I'm so sorry. We need to go see Encanto. Yeah, we're going to see Encanto, and that's a that's a family film. I'm hearing great things about. Apparently, it's amazing, and apparently, John Johnny Legs. We should save this for the Encanto pod, but Johnny Legs is like getting a whole new wave of attention from this film. Let's fucking go watch Encanto. I really want to. Maybe Encanto will already be out. Maybe Encanto, maybe we'll have done the Encanto episode by the time you listen to this one. Well, it should be on um, fucking... It is, but maybe we could watch it together. It could be like a fun thing. Oh, I'd like to do that with you. Oh, my God. Cute. My point is that playing with fire, right, I feel like was made for kids. Play- Here's what I'm going to say. Yes. On, you've got different categories. Mm-hmm. I'd say you've got maybe three categories. Mm-hmm. You've got the Pixar's. Yep. You know, you've got the Pixar's, you've got the Encantos, you've got the Walt Disney films, like the really good ones I'm talking. Yes, like, yeah, Lion like the, King. the 90s ones. The Transcend and the, and the 50s ones. and Like your Snow Whites and your Cinderella's you know, and stuff. So, so well told they're transcendent. Mm. Right. Anyway, you've got that genre. Yes. You've got your Shreks. 
You don't think that that's kind of in the same realm? Shrek is slightly different. Shrek is a one for you, one for me model, I think. Okay. Shrek is like, we'll give the kids silly, we'll give the kids colours, we'll give the kids... And we'll throw jokes for the adults that they don't get. Okay. You know? So you've got the... I'm going to use the simplicity of children children's entertainment to be transcendent in a different way. That's the Pixar. Yep. Okay. Right? That's the Lion King. Yep. Then you've got the Shrek, which is one for you, one for me, which is like kids, we'll have a, a funny little ogre, mm-hmm. we'll have a matrix, and then we'll throw in a dick joke, but yeah. we'll keep it subtle. Then you've got the cats and dogs. I liked cats and dogs. We were of the age. I'm not saying cats and dogs is an insult. I'm saying you've got your cats and dogs. Okay. Have you watched cats and dogs recently? No. Let me tell you a story about cats and dogs. May I? Mm-hmm. I went and saw cats and dogs when I was about 12. Yeah, 13, I would have been 11, about the same. However old I was. And I thought I was too cool for cats and dogs. I was at that age where I was starting to be like, I think maybe I'd just seen Donnie Darko and I was starting to become a wanker. Yeah, man. And I thought it was too cool for cats and dogs, but um, I went and saw it with my Christian friend, so we couldn't watch anything beyond PG. You know? That's funny. You know, so we went and watched Cats and Dogs, and let me tell you, I had the fuck, I had a blast. There is a line in that movie, yeah. that I think about often. Oh, great! You know, there's like random lines that stick out in that films, just stay with you, yeah. and it just stayed with me. Not because it's necessarily poignant. Mm. It's not like the because you're a bird, I'm a bird notebook shit. It's just for some reason it stayed in my head. And with Cats and Dogs, there was a line in that film that I remember at 12 years old or whatever. 11 I was, go on. I laughed so hard. My sister and I lost it. So there's this big fluffy white cat, right, that leads all the cats. And that cat has a little sidekick that's a bit annoying, a little squashed face cat. It's a bit annoying that kind of follows the big fluffy white cat around. And there's like a fire towards the end of the film and the white cat's like, right, we have to get out of here. And wanders out the door and he turns to his psychic and goes, no, wait, you have to stay here. And the psychic goes, but why? And the white cat just goes, because I hate you. And shuts the door. (laughs) And it's so funny because it's a cat. It's such a funny line. Do you know another line? This is a weird one. Although I feel like I might have mentioned this in... One episode of a podcast we've done. About cats and dogs. No, about Mine's a movie. tapping into like a whole cats and dogs no, thing. No, we're now you. talking about movies where lines that stick out for Okay, no that's fascinating because I thought I was talking about cats and dogs and I was going to loop it back to this movie. Oh, but I'm sorry. Let's talk about your thing. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. No, I want to talk about your so thing. Sorry. <laughs> no, so I'm sorry. No, I'm fucking with you. I'm going to keep it back. I'm I'm just, there's another one. It's in Little Women, the 1995. Mm-hmm. The Winona Ryder Little Women. Yeah. Susan Sarandon Little yeah. Women. What a cast. Well, I'm looking at the cast and cats and dogs. Does it compete with Toby Maguire, Alec Baldwin, Susan Sarandon, Charlton Heston, John Lovitz? Oh my God! John Lovitz is a little squish face cat. John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Lovitz so much. Anyway, he had a fucking he had a career peak in the early 2000s. No, some of his stuff in the late 80s. Yeah, Have no, you? that was oh, the cool stuff. Oh, my God, I just had a crazy flashback. Have you ever seen a movie called My Stepmother is an Alien? Uh, I don't, I can't remember. Oh I feel like I have. my God. But, Mish, I hate to be an Andy right now. Tell me a little women oh. quote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate to be an Andy. Okay, I love Andy. Andy. Pants. I love Andy, but I, it's not my natural ability. <laughs> Not There's my a quote in that where Laurie 
Where Laurie's going away and yep. Joe's a bit jealous that okay. he's going away. And she's like wishing him well or whatever. Yeah. And she's obviously just a little bit upset. And Laurie turns to Joe and just says to her, nothing's going to change, Joe. And I always think of that whenever I'm in a, all the time, wow. whenever I'm in like a bit of a, a bit of a slump because I'm worried that something's yeah. going to happen that's out of my control or whatever. I always think of Christian Bale's Laurie looking at Winona Ryder's Joe. Yeah. yeah. Baby. Well, not baby Christian Bale, but like late teens, Teen early 20 Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah. Looking at Winona Ryder saying nothing's going to change Joe. Anyway, there's a movie called My Stepmother's an Alien. Okay, sure. Yeah. All right, let's go there. Kim, yeah. Kim Bassinger, is that her name? Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd and Alison Hannigan and Seth Green. Wow. And fucking John Lovitz. I love John Lovitz. My Stepmother's an Alien. Holy shit. I, I'm writing that down because I'm watching that tonight. I have right. not seen that movie in forever. Sorry, Zach. Can I, I tell you a little bit? Can I tell you that? a little bit about, um, I had a, I have had an insight into, you know how you, you can be friends with someone for years and, and you know often how they act, but um, I think what surprises you about a friend mm. is not how they act or what they do. What surprises you, the things that surprise you later in, in a friendship is you get insights into their mind. Yeah. I had I had an insight today. What was that? And I'll tell you what that insight was. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it, was, it was when you started talking about a moving piece of dialogue from Little Women and I said to you, um, I said to you, I think something like, can we get back on track or should we get back on track? And you said, I am on track. We're talking about quotes from movies that have stayed with us. But wouldn't that be a good podcast? Absolutely. Man? Absolutely. But it was not. The, it was the. That somewhere in that line, you you were of the understanding we'd made a tacit agreement that that would be what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm Zach, sorry. Zach, I am on topic. For are we not talking about quotes from movies? <laughs> oh fuck! I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's very funny. That's what that's what this podcast is about. Good times with mates. <laughs> What's a quote from a movie that you love? Um, I'm going to talk about cats and dogs. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, if I had to say one, it's not like this, not like this. And then from The Matrix, hmm. you know, when she's like, not like this, oh, yeah. not like this. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, that bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> not like this. Yeah, not, not like this. this. Um, so if I, so cats and dogs, right? So I watch cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. 2011, I would have watched The Matrix a million times on DVD at that point. Yeah. I would have watched, if not video, I would have watched X-Men a lot. I was moving into films and M-rated films and films. I was moving away from children's entertainment, but I watched Cats and Dogs. And do you know what? I had the same reaction as you. So I'm so glad you talked about that. I fucking loved it. I thought it was so funny. I was blown away with how funny it was. I thought the little squishy face cat was funny. Oh, which is John Lovitz. I don't remember anything else, but I, I thought it was so funny. So much so... That I had a had a really good relationship with my brother at the time. He was six years older than me, so he would have been seventeen, um, and he loved comedy. We would watch 
comedy together. He's a large part of why I'm a comedian. You know, we would watch McAuliffe program together. Mm-hmm. We would watch. And I came home and I said, Patrick, I know it's a kid's film, but Cats and Dogs is one of the funniest, most well-made movies I have ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> I was like 11 years old. And I was like, and, and, and he was there 17. He was like, well, you know what? Heck. You know, we've got our Shreks. We've got our um, we've got our Pixar movies. You yeah, know, kids' movies can be brilliant. And I said, Patrick, Cats and Dogs. It's so funny. And I was telling him funny quotes. I was telling him how funny it was. And he was like, All right. I told my other siblings about it. Yeah. When it came out on video, back then there was a window of time between the cinematic release and the video. Six months, I'd been talking up this movie. And I made my entire family sit around and watch Cats and Dogs on VHS. We got it out as a weekly. Oh, stop it. And we sat and we watched all of Cats and Dogs, Mish. And that and that that was when my childhood died. Oh, <laughs> That's when I stopped being a child. Is it because no one had the same reaction as you? People you were, was, on the rewatch, were you like, okay, it's people not that People were so nice about it. My family was so They were like, oh, yeah. But it, 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 it's it was great when I was 11. Yeah. And then six months later to sit there with 17-year-olds, 15-year-old sibling with siblings that yeah. I had hyped this movie up to, there are three categories, Mish. Yeah. There's Pixar. Yeah. There's Shrek and there's Cats and Dogs. And do you think Playing With Fire? Playing With Fire is a Cats and Dogs. There's nothing wrong with a Cats and Dogs. Absolutely nothing wrong with Cats and Dogs. But it is a Cats and Dogs. Yeah. And that's what I meant by saying that... It was not a film made for adults to watch with their kids. It's a cats and dogs. Yes, it's a cats and dogs. Film. I reckon there would have been a lot of kids that went and watched that movie were like, "This is so funny," mm. and then made their older siblings sit down and watch it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's pretty." Fun. Also, I reckon the cast of this film had a fucking ball. I think they had the best time yeah, ever. They, I they honestly, this, I reckon. <laughs> I was thinking yeah, exactly the same I reckon thing. the set of this film. Would have been a riot. I reckon they just had such a good time. Because who else was in this movie? You've got John Cena. You've got Johnny Legs. Ovs. Who's that and other guy? Heaps as well. Like he's Keegan, having a Keegan. blast. Keegan Michael. No. Um, oh, Keegan from Key and Peele. Yeah. He's great at it. He's great. It's just it looks like a fucking blast. Um, I, I thought it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who's the romantic interest? Because she's a real Leguizamo in her own right. She's in everything. Oh, she is in everything. What's she's, her name? Um, Judy Greer. What else is Judy Greer She's been in? been in Arrested Development. She's in 13 she's, going on 30. She's in literally everything. She always plays like... She's in what everything. women want. She's in that. She, you could do a po- you could do a Leguizamarama. If anyone's ever been inspired to Judy do a Leguizamarama po- podcast, and you don't know who to do it about. Jude, do a Judy Greer. Fuck, and she's been in like a lot of great films. Yeah, but also like I think like oh my god, she was in Jawbreaker. I was actually about to say, but I didn't want to go off topic too much. I had a similar reaction to Jawbreaker as I, as you did to Cats and Dogs, which was when I watched Jawbreaker for the first time. I think I was like thirteen. And then when I, I was like, fuck, that's a good movie. Mm. And then when I was in like my mid to late 20s, I was like, actually, deeply flawed film. I remember when I watched Donnie Darko, um, I watched it because my sister worked at a video shop. So I was, this is not me, just like I was one of the very early people to see it, mm. particularly in my hometown coal mining country. Yeah. <laughs> so she got it uh, and like an advanced video of it when she worked at the video shop and I nice. watched it. 
so I was like raving about that movie before it became our little the angsty cult film that mm. it became. And I remember raving about it and people being like, Yeah, you think that's good? You should see the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> If I you like Donnie Darko, movie. I haven't watched the Butterfly Effect in forever. If ever, fourteen-year-old Mish loved that. If film. If ever a film just like resonated with uh, with a particular, like our generation, like everyone was raving about Butterfly Effect. Oh, didn't they just? They loved it, and I. It was the Butterfly Effect was to teenagers what Memento was to early twenties when that movie came out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? People who loved the movie Memento, and I as an adult love that movie, but when that movie came out, people in their early 20s lost their fucking minds. Mm. When the butterfly effect came out, they had the same reaction to the, for the like 14-year-olds had the same reaction to the butterfly effect as 23-year-olds had to Memento. I didn't love it. I didn't love it when I watched it. And the butterfly I, effect. I think because I was already f- pretty fully formed as a wanker at that point. Oh, okay. I guess no, but also because people had said it's as good as Donnie Darko, which in hindsight, Donnie Darko is yeah. not like Donnie Darko not is a movie for 12 yeah. year olds. You know, it's a flawed cult classic, but like people were like, no, Ashton Kutcher is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll tell you the other thing for me, like I'm, 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 I try not to be like, I hate what's happening at the moment. And I, and this, I hate what's happening where people will be like, uh, that movie was bad because this didn't make sense rather than like, mm. you know what I mean? Like people are so like, oh, actually that movie was bad because why didn't they go to the police? And it's like, maybe they did. It's just that it's not in the movie. Like maybe like God fucking in a, you know, <laughs> what, what are and I hate to be that. But when it comes to like time travel, yeah. I get like that. If it doesn't make sense, I'm out. I'm out. I think I've said this to you. Before. No, that's how I feel about sci-fi films. Right. <laughs> There's a certain degree. But like- sometimes that sometimes you, we've watched a sci-fi film that did make sense and you've been out. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about the time traveler's wife? I uh, started reading it. I haven't seen the film. What do you? How do you feel about Back to the Future? It has a pretty solid internal logic and it explains itself. I think the first one is a little wonky, but I think the second one, it explains, it really goes into the, par- like the splitting off and different timeline. I, it, a time travel movie doesn't have to, like, there's not a single time travel rule in my mind, but it has to be consistent within its own world. You have to establish the rules of the time travel mm-hmm. and then you have to stick to it. It, it, it. And it always falls apart. I hate when, like, something happens in a time travel movie and then it's, like, happening instantaneously in the now. Does that make sense? Yes. Without a reason, without, like, that being explained. Like, um, <laughs> I watched uh, the... Uh, what's the... We were watching something good. We were watching a good romantic comedy. I can't remember um, the one where, oh, What Women Want, which is oh, like yeah. like really great. Yeah, Helen if Hunt. You, and, yeah, yeah. and Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Helen Hunt and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a great film and I'd never seen it. And I was watching that and then it like ticked over to Kate and Leopold. Which oh, the, the Meg Ryan one. Meg Ryan. Hugh with Jackman. The most. 2001 haircut you're ever going to see in your fucking life. Hugh Jackman. Um, And there's like this guy, Leopold, comes to the future and he invented elevators. 
So then suddenly, as soon as he comes into the future, the elevators stop working and everyone's like, why don't the elevators work anymore? But it's like, if he never invented the elevator, there was never a good elevator in your mind. Does this oh, make sense? I get what you mean. Like if he'd never been to the elevator, it's not like you'd be like, why are the elevators not working? Because you wouldn't know what an elevator was because they don't exist. Yeah, why it is suddenly the okay. elevators not work? And 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 I I know that maybe I'm putting my criticism is putting Kate and Leopold on too high of a pedestal here. Yeah. But I can't it's I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I understand. And Butterfly Effect had a couple of those moments. I feel like that about films with um ghosts and stuff, scary movies mm. that are about supernatural things. I don't find them half as entertaining. I'm, I'm out. Like, do you know what I mean? Because I can't, I can't get scared by something I don't believe in. And like, and I can get scared if you build the rules and stick to them. Yeah. Okay. I yes, can. Yes, I can. Yes, if yes. you have like the Babadook, have you seen? The oh Babadook? my God. I love the Babadook. Yes. See, it has clear rules yes. and it's about real things and, and it's, bigger than just like it's 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 got truth at its core yeah. it's about real th- but like i don't know when they're just suddenly like oh but now they do this yeah <laughs> <laughs> but now this happens uh yeah how many legless starmos do you give playing with fire zach fuck are we there already yeah we're there it's been a long ep <laughs> no it hasn't no it hasn't been a standard size it's just been a 47 minute ep it's all good <laughs> um how many stars do i give leg do you want with- me to go yeah, you go, you go. I'm going to go straight up four leg with Starmos yeah, for this film. Yeah. He's in it all the time. Yeah. He's very, very good. He's a heavy, like, main player. He looked like he had a fucking blast. Yeah. I reckon everyone would have fucking loved him on set and whatever thing he was doing. He was working with kids and he was doing a bit of comedy, which we all know Johnny Legs loves to do. Yeah. Um, 2019, we haven't watched a lot of stuff made in the last few years. So it was nice to see kind of something he'd done a bit rec- more recent. Um, but nah, straight up four leg with Starmos. I, not, and not because I thought the film was necessarily the most entertaining thing I've ever seen, but solid Johnny Legs. Yeah, I agree. Hard agree. Sick. I give it four, four leg with Starmos as well. I have never felt more like, what the fuck am I doing with my life, sitting and watching this children's film on my own in my office, <laughs> um, just sitting there on my own watching this film. <laughs> But uh, I thought that he was so fun. I think he yeah. seemed to have a lot of fun. And they were just riffing. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was really fun. What a fun, fun time. Yeah, and for if you've Johnny got kitties, Lee. chuck it on while you're bloody. Chuck it on while you're maybe um, making, making cooking your tea. Cooking tea. Yeah. <laughs> chuck it on while you're cooking tea. <laughs> while you're cooking tea. While you're, <laughs> while you're trying that new dish from yeah. Donna Hay. Yeah, that casserole. <laughs> Why you try that, that new Donna Hay salad with the casserole you always do? Chuck on playing with fire. I know it's no movies on weeknights, but chuck it on. They'll have a good yeah, time. I love it. Um, Tom, uh, can you please play? Uh, can you see this episode out with John Lovett singing in The Wedding Singer? Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's a good way to end yeah. it. Um, and we'll we'll chat with you next week, guys. <laughs> Bye. It's ladies' night. Oh, what a, oh, what a night. Oh, yes, it's ladies' night. And the feelings are right. Man, I've never seen it from this perspective before. Is this what I look like? No, 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 you're much better than him. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.